My name is Dr. Wendy Clocher. I'm a counselling psychologist and this is episode four of the Your Colourful Self podcast. Today's topic is emotions and I, this is sort of um, divided up into the origins of the word emotion, how do emotions arise, how we learn to manage emotions, how we manage emotions in a in a healthy way so hopefully that will um give you some tools to work with and will give you an, an understanding um of of emotions how they occur you know what what leads them to, to to happen and um hopefully some skills at the end uh, that will help you or give you some ideas around um managing emotions so if we start a little bit with the origin of the word emotion, it's actually um, borrowed from um, the uh, Middle French and uh, the word immouvoir, which means to move out or move away or remove, stir up or irritate. And that has its roots in Latin. So immouvoir has its roots in the Latin word immover. And that means that, that the meaning of that Latin word is, is to move and move out or move through. And actually, this is exactly what emotions do. They stir us up and they need to be released and move out of us. And the way emotions move out of us is through acknowledgement, naming them and allowing them into conscious awareness. And Edith Eager uh, has a really lovely quote and um, it reads as follows, so it's suppressing the feelings only makes it harder to let them go. Expression is the opposite of depression. So how do emotions arise? Actually, emotions are, um, as a result, it's a complex interplay between biological, psychological and environmental factors. And emotions are influenced by past experiences, cultural norms, brain chemistry and neural pathways. And emotions are the way we respond to thoughts, situations, events, because these can trigger specific physiological and psychological reactions. And there's also a link between the gut microbiome and how we feel. So the gut microbiome can be influenced by diet, stress levels, medication and lifestyle. So basically our gut is our second brain. It's got its own central nervous system called the enteric central nervous system. And um, it, it is also linked um, with mood. And so eating a diverse range of fiber rich foods can support a healthy gut microbiome and actually improve our overall well-being. Same with like probiotics, etc., um, can be incredibly helpful to uh, create the balance. Now, how do we learn to manage emotions? And really, the ability to manage emotions is so important. And there's a really great quote by Viktor Frankl, who was, I think he was a psychiatrist um, and was um, in a concentration camp, actually. And he wrote a book called A Man's Search for Meaning. It's a really good book. And the quote reads as follows, between stimulus and response, there's a space. And in that space lies our freedom and power to choose our response. And in our response lies our growth and freedom. 
So actually, the management of emotions starts in early life. It starts when, when we are children, when we are, even when we are babies. And our early caregivers are those that help us in becoming aware of emotional regulation and appropriate ways of expressing emotions. So things like um, social cues, parental guidance and experience they all help with that early development of emotional regulation. And what's really important to mention here is that that's not, that's something that carries on throughout our, our uh, that starts in our early life, but actually it carries on throughout our life, into adult life. And you will know that, you know, we all have triggers and what evokes an emotion in one person may not evoke the same emotion in another person. So the reason for that is because we all have different experiences. So what might irritate one person might not irritate the next. And the reason for that is because we all have different experiences. We're all individuals. So in relation to um, the emotional regulation. So basically the impact of difficulties in early emotional regulations actually can impact us as, as, as adults. So the other thing that can impact is if, if our primary caregivers are really preoccupied with their own difficulties, it can make it difficult for any children to be emotionally attended to. And that can create a situation where emotional acknowledgement doesn't always happen. And that in a way kind of leaves the child in needing to process or manage the emotions themselves. And often what can happen is that it leads to a suppression of feeling and a child will adjust to the environment. So wherever we can, it is important to be able to acknowledge the emotions in children to start to teach them how to identify their feelings and manage them really. So how do we manage emotions in a healthy way? So a healthy emotional expression, it is vital for positive relationships and day-to-day um, -day interactions and also our own emotional and physical well-being. So it has been shown, um, and I've mentioned him before that I've mentioned him before but Gabor Mate he wrote a book um, uh, about stress and the impact of stress um, and it's called When the Body Says No and it's the mind uh, body link and so basically uh, you know negative feelings can have um, a big impact on um, our physical health and when we don't attend to our emotions in a healthy way, it can lead to the likes of anxiety and depression. So basically, the way that we manage our emotions are through the following ways. So there's, there's about, I've, got, I've got about seven down here. So the first one is self-awareness. So mindfulness can be incredibly helpful with this in helping us recognise and acknowledge our feelings without judgement. So getting to know ourselves, which really, again, is a lifelong journey, but it helps us with increasing our self-awareness. We then also um, need to develop coping strategies because 
when we don't have coping strategies, emotions can start to dominate and really uh, be the ones that sort of um, run the show. So the ability to, to manage and to, to develop these positive coping strategies is key to um, managing emotions in a healthy way. And some of the coping strategies are things like exercise, because with exercise, we release dopamine when we've completed it. We release serotonin, which is your mood stabilizer. And we release endorphins, which are natural painkillers. So it's so hugely beneficial. And um, mindfulness, meditation, once again, um, you know, when we are in a, in a meditative state, when we are in a state of mindfulness, we are more relaxed. So when we are relaxed and we practice that lots, we become aware of our internal state, our feelings and thoughts that can actually decrease our reactivity. So in times where we would perhaps maybe, I mean, you could probably maybe think of times historically where you've been in a situation and you've reacted in a really angry manner or you know, um, become really annoyed about something. And when you think back to that now, you 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 sort of wonder, you know, why, why did I get that agitated about that situation? And sometimes it is because we didn't know that that was a trigger or sometimes, so it's something that, that sort of got, got us off, caught us off guard, for example. And it can actually also link with boundaries, which which I will touch upon in just a moment. But basically being creative can, can help in, in uh, regulating em, uh, emotions, eating well. So not only the gut microbiome, but also it stops physical difficulties being triggered by uh, the physical, our, our physical body, uh, you know, when it's well, then, you know, obviously unwanted emotional states will be avoided as well. So you'll know if you've spent all day eating lots of processed foods, like lots of chocolate bars, that's going to have an impact on your mood. It's going to get your sugar levels up high. It's, they're going to drop again. You're going to feel tired. You might feel irritable. So there's a big link there. So looking after yourself nutritionally is incredibly beneficial. Having routines like a sleep routine. Don't know about you. Um, but lack of sleep is certainly not um, something that I would recommend if you're wanting to regulate your emotional state. Um, you know, I think most of us uh, don't do very well uh, when we're in a sleep deprived state. In terms of emotional regulation, so things like visualizations can help as well. Deep breathing. And just actively doing relaxation and using numerous things, you know, using things like, um, you know, going for walks, uh, using particular smells that might induce a, a, a relaxed state or attending events like or exercise classes like yoga or, you know, um, sound baths, you know, different uh, ways that can help us uh, start to sort of um, become more aware of our feelings, but also regulate our feelings better. Now, the really important one here is as well as, as all the others I've already mentioned, is setting boundaries. 
And I think it's so incredibly vital because whenever we say yes and we mean no, we've got a problem. It's stressful, stressful doing something that you don't particularly want to do. And when we um, are in those situations, actually, you know, the fact we said yes or no, we actually have control over that. So to exercise control over things that we do have control over is really important because there are so many times where we might find ourselves in situations that are completely beyond our control because you know life life is difficult and it can throw things at us that we weren't expecting now not having boundaries can lead to feeling like for example we've been taken advantage of it can leave us feeling tired sad However, how we can manage that is by being clear with our boundaries. And boundaries include things like sexual boundaries, financial, intellectual and time boundaries. So being selective with all of those is incredibly important. In terms of um, the next one, I want to talk just very briefly about practicing compassion and understanding. As mentioned before, you know, we all have uh, different emotional reactions and emotional experiences. And being empathic towards others and also being compassionate towards ourselves in challenging times can really help and support us in regulating feelings. And when, for example, we've, we've maybe not done something well, it's important to be kind to yourself. There's no point giving yourself a hard time over something that's, that's, um, that's happened that you don't feel you've done well. Now, in terms of um, the other one, which is really important, is that reflection and learning. So what can happen, what can be really helpful is at the end of the day, to really think back to, to your day and your interactions with others and to think about whether, you know, you could have done something different, you know, or thinking about, okay, you know, I'm not quite sure why that irritated me so much or what is it that, you know, has, has led to, I don't know, it might be a person to, why are they getting under my skin? You know, why are they irritating me so much? Or why did that situation lead me to feel really sad? You know, it might link to something historical or, you know, it, there's always, I would say, a connection somewhere. And the last one that I would um, like to add is there are times where our emotions become so overwhelming. So in terms of depression, where it's really difficult to get motivated or anxiety, where the anxiety is so overwhelming that actually it's really difficult to get out there and do things. Where the because anxiety, you know, really heightened anxiety levels is linked with avoidance. So what I would say is that when you are experiencing depression or an anxiety disorder of sorts, then do seek help. You know, there is help out there. Um, you know, don't ever feel that you're on your own. I can put some of the contacts um, down below uh, as well. So that concludes uh, the uh, almost a bit like a very quick tour around emotions, really. But they are the basics. 
And, you know, what? so what we've covered is really sort of the root of the word emotion. We've talked a little bit about how emotions arise, how we learn to manage them and how we manage them in a healthy way. And also, um, yeah, and that's it. That's that's what we've covered today. So I hope you found it useful. Uh, I'm always uh, open to feedback. So do leave me some if uh, you found it useful or if you didn't find it so useful, uh, then do please also let me know. Thank you for listening. And I look forward to doing episode five at some point uh, with the topic to be uh, decided. Thank you so much.